You may be familiar with failover clusters for SQL Server, but how does that change in Azure Virtual Machines? Learn more in this episode of Data Exposed. Hi, I'm Anna Hoffman, and welcome to this episode of Data Exposed MVP Edition. Today, I'm joined by Javier Villegas, uh, MVP working on Azure Data. Javier, thanks so much for joining us today. Can you get us started by telling us a little bit about what you do? Sure, Anna. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, well, basically, I am from Buenos Aires, Argentina. I am Data Platform uh, MVP. And I work at Mediterranean Shipping Company as an IT director in the DBA and BI services. I'm also a Microsoft certified uh, trainer, and I am member of the uh, Azure Data Tech community board of, board of advisors. Awesome. Well, it's great to have you on the show. I think you have the right expertise for what we're going to be talking about today, which is SQL Server failover clusters in Azure. Now, before we get really into the in Azure part, I'd love to understand from you, like, what is a failover cluster? Okay, sure. Yeah, a failover cluster is basically a group of computers, of servers that you can put all together to achieve high availability, right, for certain uh, applications or resources. In this case, uh, what we're going to be focusing on is on uh, failover cluster using shared storage, and we're going to discuss specifically SQL Server scenarios. Right? Basically, you can have two or more machines in your cluster sharing a group of uh, disk. Right? This could be uh, one disk or multiple disk. The beauty of this is that you have one active node being the owner of all the resources. Again, in this case, SQL Server. If something happened to that computer, to that server, let's say that it crashed or uh, you, know, you have a, a hardware issue or you need to patch or something, you can easily move all the resources to the other uh, node, right? And the ones that were the passive node of the cluster become the new active node. And you can do that in a matter of uh, seconds, right? Wow. Also, it's important to notice that you always have the same SQL Server name and IP address. That means that you don't have to do any changes on your connection stream, right? So it doesn't matter which is the node that is serving SQL Server in this case, right? You don't have to worry about the, the, the application. So let's say that you need to uh, have multiple instances of SQL Server. You can add more nodes to the cluster and have some of these nodes uh, serving a specific SQL Server instance. So you can move each of the instances to any of the nodes in a matter of seconds, right? Always having the same uh, SQL Server name and IP address. So this is extremely important. And the uh, shared storage for over clusters are available in Windows since Windows NT4. So it's a technique uh, that is uh, well proven. And in my case, I've been using it uh, probably since then. 
Awesome. Cool. It, it sounds like a very useful technology. And um, I actually think for some of our Azure SQL PaaS services, this is what we're doing under the hood, actually. But um, if I wanted to kind of do this in an Azure virtual machine, can I build like a shared storage failover cluster using an Azure VM? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, before going to that, let me also tell you that you can combine a failover cluster instance with an availability group right, with other oh. uh, cluster nodes in a different uh, data center in a different location. So with that, you can not also achieve um, high availability. You can also uh, have disaster recovery, right? So this is why it's, it's important to to know and uh, you know have it in your uh, environment, right? So you have the the whole solution: high availability and disaster recovery using failover cluster uh, instances, using shared storage, combine it with uh, availability group. Um, here I have some screenshot on how you see the nodes, the disk, and the resources in uh, in the window cluster, right? From the failover cluster manager point of view, you can see all the nodes that you have in your cluster, right? You can have also the shared cluster name and IP, and you can also see all the disk, the shared disk that are attached to the the cluster. Uh, going back to the question, if we can have this in Azure, the answer is yes. Um, since last year, um, we have the possibility using premium or or ultra disk to have the possibility of having the shared storage cluster. That means that when you create the disk within the Azure portal, you have a new property which is called uh, max shared, mean, meaning how many virtual machines can own that disk or can share that disk, right? So uh, it's as simple as running this command from the um, the cloud shell, right? You're gonna create in this case a disk which is named my shared disk two with certain size, and in this case I specify that I'm using premium SKU, and you know the important thing is the uh, max share, right? So with that you have your disk ready to uh, add to multiple nodes, right, and have the share storage failover cluster. And why is the max shares, why is that number, why is that important? Uh, this is important because basically uh, if you don't do this, when you create a disk in Azure, it's going to be uh, only owned by one virtual machine at the same time, right? So with this max share option, which is the, the, the new part, right, you can uh, have the disk map to multiple virtual machines. Of course, you're gonna, uh, you need the failover cluster manager to govern which is the active node and which one has access to the disk at any particular moment. But the good is that you can have it already connected to the disk, right? And depending on which is the active node, each machine will see all the disks, right? That is why this max shares option is, is important. You can set it up to two, five, 10, whatever, depending on uh, how many nodes you need in your failover cluster. Mm -hmm. um, it's also important to consider that when you install SQL Server 
on a failover cluster, we have to go to a different uh, setup process, right? It's not uh, uh, the one that we know, which is the first option, a new SQL Server installation. It's actually new failover cluster installation. And you have to start the installation on the active node. When I say active node is the one owning the disk at that particular moment, right? The disk and all the cluster resources, right? With that, you have to do, a, um, uh, let's say, a, a SQL Server setup following the, the, the installation guide. There's gonna be some uh, differences between a regular standalone SQL installation and a failover cluster. And then when you are done with your active node, right, you have to jump to uh, the passive node that, again, you can have more than one, right? And in that case, you have to go to the option add node to the SQL Server failover cluster. Awesome, thanks. It seems like this is pretty straightforward, very similar to what you would do uh, for SQL Server, but now in an Azure virtual machine. Uh, one question I had, Javier, uh, can you show us how you would actually go about creating this shared disk in something like the Azure portal? Yes, yes, absolutely. So let me go to my Azure portal. Here I am in uh, logged in in my subscription. I have started the Cloud Shell, and here I have my prompt. When I go here, I just have the uh, command that will create, right? The share this with uh, one uh, terabyte in EasyUS with a standard SSD, right? And with the max share option. When I submit the uh, command, it just create the disk. It's gonna take a few seconds to have it complete, but now I will close this i will refresh my portal and we will see in a few seconds the shared disk here my shared disk one so when i go to the disk properties within the portal this is like any other regular disk that we have for any um virtual machines right but here we have the option that is saying max shares two. So this way, when we have multiple virtual machines, in this case two, we can attach this uh, specific disk to uh, multiple ones, right? And this way we can create multiple disks uh, using the same uh, syntax, right? And we can also combine different SKUs if you uh, only want to use premium disk or ultra disk uh, or a combination of them, you can do it this way. And, you know, if you want to, to have four disks, you can do it uh, this way. It's extremely simple. Awesome. Cool. This has been a really useful session. I've learned a lot. Uh, one question I had, which is hope maybe you can help me with, uh, earlier you talked about creating this failover cluster instance and then adding an availability group. Is that mm -hmm. something you see customers or people you work with wanting to do in Azure as well? Is this kind of the way you would get started in doing that or do you have any tips? Uh, well, in my particular experience, uh, I do this combination all the time, right? in order to uh, have high availability within the same 
Azure region, right? You have the availability set, you have the different zones, etc. But if you want to cover the problem in where one of your VM, for example, crash, you have the other. And for that, I have failover cluster, right? With two nodes in my case. And when we want to have, uh, for example, a VM on a different data center, on a different region, right? In my case, we are using uh, West Europe and North Europe, right? We have uh, an availability group, right? And, and another instance, and a standalone instance actually running on the North uh, Europe data center and doing an asynchronous um, availability group uh, synchronization that makes a lot of sense. And eventually, if something happened to the whole region, you can do the, the HE failover, right, from one region to the other with absolutely no problem. And with all this uh, solution, you archive this uh, high availability and disaster recovery with uh, many nines. Right. No, this has been awesome. And I really appreciate uh, learning about not just the HA side, but also the DR sides and how crucial like setting up the shares is and also how it makes it easier once you set up the max shares uh, during deployment. So thanks so much, Javier. This has been really useful. I've learned a lot. I'm sure our viewers have learned a lot. Uh, for our viewers, if you like this video, go ahead and give it a like, subscribe to our channel, leave us a comment and let us know what you're doing for HADR in Azure VMs. And we hope to see you next time on Data Exposed.